technically challenged duo. You know, the funny thing is, I do Facebook Lives at work all the time. I have no problem at work. The minute we start it here, it just goes crazy. I don't understand it, but... It's a conspiracy. It is. <laughs> and we're on to you. So if anyone is a tech expert and wants to come help us out, we would, we would love to take your, take your um, advice and technical expertise. But so today we wanted to do a Facebook Live. Um, you know, I know we had told people that we were going to be doing this because we want to get your questions. Yes. But we also wanted to chat about um, marriage. We did a segment with Shannon. She does her Ask Shannon segment on CBS 12 this week about this topic and I'm telling you it blew up. It was hot. Yeah, a lot of lot of people struggle with this issue, mm -hmm. you know? Um what's right, what's wrong, you know? And you you think that people have been married for a long time, you think, "Oh, well their marriage is perfect or they've got it all figured out and they probably never deal with this." But everyone deals, deals with, with this. this and we're dealing and with not just in a marriage but all in any relationship in any relationship and we're dealing with it in a new way because of our favorite thing technology facebook, <laughs> yeah. facebook and, right. and texting and so we're dealing with it you know we're having to learn how to deal with it in a different mm -hmm. way um so you know the question on thursday had to do with um someone being married and having a crush which is innocent normal, enough, right? normal enough, on her best, on her husband's best friend, who's also a trainer and a runner, and he wants her to join his running group. And of course, her husband's like, "Yeah, Go get my wife fit, yeah." Right, right. And so her question was like, "Well, should I?" And I just about fell off my chair, like, "What?" And Suzanne and I kind of disagreed a little bit in the beginning because she's like, "Well, they're married. They're happily married. married? There should be What's no the big problems. deal, right?" right. So my answer, um, you know, we were, where we can start with this is brain chemistry. So the reason why you can't do and why what's wrong with it is brain chemistry. That there are, gosh, I think there's eight or nine endorphins that get released in your brain. And I am not, you know, again, for all the... When you are attracted to someone. Yeah, attracted. Right? And it said falling in love or falling into an affair because right. it's the same feeling. So testosterone, um, PEA, I'm not even going to try, um, dopamine, which of course is the pleasure center of the brain, oxytocin, we know as women from nursing our babies, that promotes bonding, right? Mm -hmm. so, so now you're feeling pleasure and bonding, uh, norepinephrine, which is makes you happy and giddy, uh, serotonin, is good stuff. I mean, think back to the first time that you fell in love with someone mm. and that feeling of just like, it's almost like an obsession. Like it's, you can't stop yourself. Well, they compared it to addiction to crack and heroin, folks. Wow. Do you understand how powerful <laughs> so crack and heroin? Let's do this. Don't try it because right. <laughs> you can't stop. So, but how do you not try it? I mean, if you're attracted to someone, you know, you're, you, you were just saying stay away from that well, person go, if you're in a relationship. Well, let's go back to what you just said. Remember okay. when you're falling in love? What I remember about falling in love is I can't stop thinking right. about them, right? right? You're trying to study in college, right? And you're like, you have a big test and you're just like, I can't, right. you know, you read two pages and you're like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Right. You know? So that kind of obsession is no different if you're happily married and those endorphins release in your brain mm -hmm. over your husband's best friend 
and then you see him the next day and then you're running with him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can't, as you know, think about how hard it is to derail yourself when you're falling in love in college and you don't even see them for a week, but you can't stop thinking about them. Mm -hmm. Now you're feeding that obsession. The brain chemistry is not going to stop. See, that's the problem with this. We can't stop the brain chemistry. But what if you have to be around this person? I mean, what if, like, I mean, I know a lot of affairs happen at work. What yes. if you work with this person? Yeah. And I feel like that's where a lot of things start. It is. And so I'm using this book. I want to show you guys. This is a great book called Not Just Friends. Uh, rebuilding trust and recovering your sanity after infidelity. I say don't wait till there's an infidelity. Get this book now. It's by Shirley P. Glass and Jean Kopak Staheli. <laughs> um, your pronunciations you are amazing, Shannon. Yes. <laughs> you get the gist. Anyway, this book is so great because it talks about the pitfalls. It talks about the traps it talks about all this new technology and what happens and so yeah it has some boundaries that we're going to talk about but that's really hard when you have to work with somebody but you know what i think happens it's not enough that you have to work with them but then in the middle of work you're like let's grab lunch and right. you want to take a break and we'll let's go. go grab a drink after that's Hi, what you get in trouble <laughs> sorry we're getting some people on here so i just hey, wanted to acknowledge hey, Martin, Good and Della. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, and I think I saw Gloria sneak in before. Hi, Gloria. <laughs> um, so I think what happens is it's that, right? It's that you're working, and when you're working, you're working, but mm -hmm. then you go for coffee. And then it's, oh, my husband's so mad that I'm working so late. I know, my wife complains all the time. She drives me crazy. And now you're bonding. something is happening. We're bonding, we're talking, and we're bashing, and we're talking mm -hmm. about like these difficult people at our home, mm -hmm. which is going to be, I don't care, any good marriage is still going to have that issues. stuff. Issues, yeah. You're going to have annoyances, frustrations, issues. Mm -hmm. So that's like a real no-no. You know, tool number one, do not discuss anything seriously personal do not discuss your spouse. Do not discuss your issues with your spouse. Anything really personal with a colleague or with anybody that you're attracted to. Right. Right. You keep that for your girlfriends, mm -hmm. your guy friends, you know, your mom, but you don't share that personal stuff with someone you're attracted to. That is danger, danger. Let me ask you this because I know you're going to give more tools, but... Um, you know, I, I feel like this is big in like boyfriend-girlfriend relationships where you come into a relationship and the guy has a lot of girlfriends or the girl has a lot of friends who are guys, um, you know, and is that an issue or do they need to give up their girlfriends or their boyfriends? I love that question. I remember being in therapy. Mm -hmm. And having just met Brian, and I have a male best friend from college. What's up, Tom? <laughs> Who and I went to college with too. <laughs> so he and he's been my bestie for twenty-five Ever. years, right? And so I remember talking to her, going, "Do I have to get rid of him? I mean, I adore him. He adores me. We're like we finish each other's sentences. We're like brother and sister. We've been friends forever." And I remember her saying, "When you are in a relationship as an adult, because you know we're transitioning sometimes out of college, where of course you have tons of male female friends. When you're in an adult relationship, possibly moving towards marriage or engaged or married, those friends become friends of the partnership, friends of the couple, or they're out." What that so means if, is so if so basically what you're saying is if that if Todd did not did not also become friends with Brian your current husband it's off with your head it's off you, he's got to be out of your it's life. off and right. I remember that day and I remember taking Brian the first couple times and he was a little like 
Yeah. Right. This super good looking guy who's your age, who's really funny and really successful. And you have no feelings for him. And you guys aren't together. Right. And then I remember I just kept saying to him, we're going to his party this weekend. We're going to go back. And I remember, I remember the moment. It was like the third party and Todd and I were dancing on the dance floor. That's our thing. We'd love to dance. And my husband went, I got it. Yeah. I saw it. You guys are brother and sister. I right. saw it. I saw that what you have. And but uh, what if, <laughs> what if you see something else when you're when in the in your significant other? What yeah. if he would have seen something that sent, seemed like a spark between you and Todd? Well, there's, and I'm sure there is a chemistry because we right. have chemistry with our friends, right? That's right. what draws us to be friends in the first place. But what I was going to say is. What he saw also, and this is an important ingredient, is tremendous respect from Todd to him. him. This is the key. You have friends outside that you've been friends with forever. You get married, you get engaged, you're in a serious relationship. You bring those people in mm -hmm. and they give respect. Right. They show interest. They share stories. They get to know each other and mm -hmm. they build friendships with. And Todd is recently engaged and I adore his fiance Rachel and so we've all become friends. friends he's built a relationship with Brian I built a relationship with Rachel a lot of times when I text them now I don't text Todd I text them, them together it's a beautiful thing right so right. you do a joint text hey guys checking in on this checking in on that and it, it really makes people feel safe you mm -hmm. know and so I think that that has to happen what about <laughs> I have a lot of questions. All right. What Hi, about, Jonathan, good morning, good Jonathan. Good morning, Chrissy. <laughs> so um, what about if your significant other is still friends with his exes? Again. They were in a relationship. Not just friends, but they were at one point in a relationship. Well, you know, I have a question back for you. What do you do in a divorce situation? I'm right. sorry if you have kids. You're gonna see your yeah, ex. Yeah, but you have all to see time. your ex because of the kids. You don't have to see your ex girlfriend or boyfriend. Right. But so this is a kind of a dual question. And again, I think fascinating to me, the level of respect. Mm -hmm. When you have respect for that other person, you know, when you meet that ex-girlfriend and she's like, Suzanne, I have heard so much about you. You are more beautiful in person than I even you know, saw you on TV and I am so happy. You know, he talks about you all the time. You guys seem like a perfect match. I'm so happy for you. But you're mature. <laughs> right. And you know what? And, I, and That's and what so, you need. So this is my answer. Right. I do think it's fair to say to your partner, if the other person is nasty mm -hmm. and you feel threatened and they're like this with the, but they're ignoring you, it is fair to set a boundary with your partner and say, yeah. you know what? If she can get on board and be friends with us, mm -hmm. I totally understand. But she ignores me every time we're together and right. she's rude and she's hanging on you. Right. It's not okay. It's not okay. And I think those are the boundaries. I mean, right. I'm so blessed to have these, you know, my husband's ex-wife, I adore her. Right. And she, but I have to tell you, she built it. Right. The minute she met me, hugs, kisses, mm -hmm. kindness, she made me feel so safe. I'm like, I can't not like this woman. Right. She's amazing. And so we bond, you know? And so that's what it's about. It's about that respect. And I think that's fair of you to ask of your partner. If right. this person can't get on board in helping me feel safe, right. then I think that you need You're to You're not being needy by saying, no. I, you know, this is important to me. Absolutely. Well, you know, I work under the Imago theory. I'm right. a certified Imago therapist. And the Imago ther theory... The main ingredient is safety. Mm -hmm. 
you have to be safe in your relationship. If you're not safe, you do fall into, you know, it's, it can help definitely break apart the relationship. You can fall into affairs. Right. Safety is the most important thing. So if I don't feel safe with you and your ex-girlfriend or your best friend, mm -hmm. it's going to create a lot of problems for us. Right. So I love what my therapist said. You become friends to the couple or you're out. out. Wow. All right. What are some other tools? Because we, this is originally started. Um, if you're just hey, joining us, what a gr what great insight. Love this lady. Thank you, Kristen. Bella, such a great topic. I can definitely relate. Yeah, Bella. I think everyone, everyone can relate. And if you guys have any specific questions, you know, don't forget to ask them across the bottom and we'll try to get them answered. The other tools that we had talked about, because this was about becoming friends or or more than friends right. of someone that you're attracted to when you're in a relationship with someone. So what are some other right. tools? So for example, um, and I'm, I can read a little bit from this book because I just love it, but one of the main things is when I know for me, boundaries are so important because mm -hmm. The first thing it says here is something about knowing that attraction is normal, right? So it is normal to have chemistry. Right. I mean, I'm not dead. I'm married. Right. You know, right. right. So you feel alive. And especially if you're having problems in your marriage, you know, that's where it starts to get a little dicey. Now, when we talked about this on the air the other day, I said to Shannon, I said, but if you're happily married, you're not going to cheat on your spouse, you know? Yeah. And she was like, well. <laughs> and that is fun. They call that in this book, the prevention myth mm -hmm. page 40 the prevention myth and what they say is oh okay it whenever an affair happens people start go oh well you know what she probably she, she was probably not was not sexual. nice right, <laughs> right. right. They had there was problems. something wrong with her she's gained a lot of right. weight you know so we right. say these critical or he things. wasn't a very nice guy he was whatever. working all the, the time. time right at the end of the day the prevention myth says it's all bull Right. At the end of the day, affairs can happen in perfectly happy relationships. So when we look at that, you go, Suzanne <laughs> literally the other day was like, well, I'm sorry, what? Um, Excuse me? Yes. So here's the problem. Attraction is normal and chemistry is normal. I'm fascinated by the fact that I can look at 10 good looking guys and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But then there's one. And it's like, ah, swirl, fizzle, right? We have that. That's normal. That's natural. That means you're alive. Yay, you're breathing. Mm -hmm. So that's normal. But when that happens, I know disconnect, abort, abort, abort. Yeah. Do not feed this. But you know that. What if your partner doesn't know that? I mean, how do you handle it as, let's say, you know, let's say you're in a relationship and he's being hit on or you see something developing at work. How do you address that without becoming like the crazy woman, you know? Because yeah. I th feel like a lot of times we get labeled crazy if we're seeing an issue because we have intuition and we see these things. You know, how do you, how do you deal with that? I have to correct you. It's not a lot of times. It's all the time. <laughs> We're the crazy ones. I'm tired of being called crazy. <laughs> right. You know, and that's, that's why I love, I want to kiss this author right. because this book, you can read it to your husband. You can read it with your husband. It and it's says, not, not just, just friends, friends in case you missed yeah, it. Not just friends. And, um, Shirley Goss. And I want to read this part because it says it gives a little test for your spouse or whatever, mm -hmm. but it gives you number one, knowing attraction is normal. And number two, don't let yourself fantasize, right? So that's one of the things we do to feed it is I mm -hmm. see that person, I get a little twizzle yeah, and then and before you start I go to, to sleep of that night, things. I'm thinking yeah. of all the things that could happen together. <laughs> um, I focus and then we come back. Okay. Then don't, <laughs> and you come back to that centered place. 
don't flirt. I even was thrown off by this one because I like to flirt. Flirting's yeah. fun. You know what? It's fine to flirt. We flirt. Right. Flirt with people that are your friends. I love to flirt with my best friend's husbands because it's not happening and I right. trust them and they trust me. Don't flirt with the person you You're have attraction. It's yeah. saying green light. It's opening the door, right? So don't flirt yeah. and then avoid risky situations. So it even says in black and white, you can tell your husband, you're not crazy. It's page 41, baby. Right. Avoid risky situations, separating yourself, distancing yourself. And this book really will help you explain and read to your husband that what breeds affairs is not that we're not happy. It's not that we're not spending time together. It's none of that. It's that we're attracted to someone else and we spend time with them which builds the endorphins in our brain. And before long, we are shooting heroin. It yeah. just takes time. The book really talks about it. it's the time yeah. that you're spending and then you're sharing and you're opening. And these things stores. happen so quickly. So I mean, you, quickly. you have said that like, you know, you've seen it. Like it's in a matter of weeks, this person is having sex with, you know, with someone other than their spouse or someone other than the person they're in a relationship with. I will never with. forget. I had a friend a hundred years ago. She called me, she goes, oh, I think I'm in a bad situation. There's this guy at the gym, super cute, and you know we've kind of been flirting, and he's kind of, and I literally said to her, stop, right? Change your time that you go to the gym, or change gyms. Gyms. <laughs> change gyms, change gyms, <laughs> right. change gyms, change your time. I said, you go at two, he goes at ten. Do not see this person again. She goes, oh, that's ridiculous. We're just friends, and two weeks, mm, ten days later, I talked to her. She goes. He followed me out and we ended up having sex at his house and I don't even know how it happened. happened. And I'm like, well, yeah, I told you to go at a different time. I was so yeah. mad because we don't realize how quickly, once the train leaves the station. Yeah. Mm -mm. You know, Heather, um, a friend of mine, Heather Parker, she says, exactly, Suzanne, how do you address this with your partner without seeming very insecure? And, you know, I think... It, yeah, I mean, how do you address it with someone who's not as aware as that's what I'm saying. The only men are logic. Listen, right. if you're gonna sit there and go, I can see it, and you're done. Right. The book is the facts. Google the research. Come home with this book and say, look, this is research based. I love this book. It's got all kinds of research things, and they mm -hmm. cite their research. This is based on clinical research. So you have to Who, take the research you to them. You have to take the research <laughs> right. to him. You have to because, and you know this, right? When you sit down and logically explain it to him, he's probably better at whatever the situation is with your kids or whatever mm -hmm. but when you bring emotion into it and you know just as scared a lot of times men can't hear that right so you've got to sit down and they go, hear insecurity these, yeah, but if you bring them the you bring them facts yeah There's a, there are pie charts in here there are i want to try to find it real quick there is a bar chart in here that shows that 80 percent of all affairs occur at work it's a fact it's yeah. research so for him to say I would never do that, really, because yeah. eighty other percent did. <laughs> right. You know, so get your facts straight and apply this to a logical way, and just say, mm -hmm. "Hey, listen, I just want to safeguard our marriage. I'm not trying to be crazy. I don't want you to be crazy. I don't want to have an affair any more than you do. Turn it around a little bit. Sometimes men need to see the other side. Right. You know, listen, I get tempted sometimes too. What? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I work with some really hot guys, and I really think we should talk about this because. There are times that I feel like I'm in sticky situations. Now he might be listening. Right. Make it something he can relate to. And then you've got a discussion. And then you bring in your facts. And, and then you request your boundaries. Mm -hmm. There are some men that are never going to hear any of this. And i got to be honest with you. Sometimes 
those kinds of men want to do what they want to do and mm. you cross your fingers that they don't get into a situation but I think I want to give most men credit that when you bring the facts, when to you them. bring the logic, when you show them and then you bring yourself into it, hey, I'm mm. not, this isn't about you. I don't want us to get into a situation. I've got friends that are in affairs and I don't want to fall into the same trap. Right. Wow. What about like work lunches and business lunches and with people of the opposite sex? You know, there's been a lot of talk about this because isn't it, who was the, um, was it Biden or one of, one of the people politically, oh gosh, it's um, Trump's running mate. Trump's Trump's Pence, Trump's Pence. Yeah, yeah, Pence. Not Vice po- President. Not political. <laughs> Vice President of our country, He's people. He's more than just running mate. Yeah, he ran with them. Right. I'm really good at politics. Not talking about Sorry, that. Sorry, I got you. Yeah, thank you. News anchor. That's why we paired up. That's right. So, the Vice President, there was a big discussion about this because he said he would never be alone with a woman at lunch. And people went, that's ridiculous. I have to say. He's smart. He's smart. And I agree. And how long has he been married? Yeah, 30 some odd time. years and so it's not that you can't have lunch with a but you know you bring in a third person right, right? and that way you can keep it focused on business mm-hmm. those one-on-ones they can quickly yeah. go to a different topic mm-hmm. the wife calls then, or whatever. then you're doing it more than just once a week or once you're a month forward yeah to it. you're going all the time yeah so I think you know st- you know if you have if you have a situation where you have to be with somebody you don't talk about personal stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't prolong it. You don't allow yourself to fantasize about them after. You don't share, you know, your fight that you just had. You've got it. This book talks about windows and doors and how when you're basically, I'm probably messing up, so please read the book, but how basically when you get into an affair, you now, the doors that you had around your relationship now became windows and now you're like crossing that boundary and really you need to have the windows in your marriage, Mm -hmm. doors around your marriage. And instead, when you get into an affair, you have now a door between you and your spouse and a window to your lover. And remember when you're feeling this stuff, which, you know, everyone is going to feel it or, you know, or, mm-hmm. or maybe be in that situation. Yes. Maybe that's the time to really think I need to reconnect with my marriage or my spouse. I really energy. need to start putting energy there or yeah. doing something, doing something little for them, texting them. Yeah. Hey, I love you. Bringing them flowers or whatever. Um, so I think that that's maybe a red flag for you to say, mm, maybe it's a little, you know, a little thing where you just get a reminder that, hey, I need to focus back on what's important. Absolutely. This is Morton, and he's saying, um, I really like what he's saying. He's saying it's about keeping the right brain in check and going with your left logical brain. Easy to say, but hard to shut down your right brain when it cranks up. And then he goes on to talk about the solution. I know about this from the Imago. Avoid risky behavior. Avoid risky behavior. And I love that. And one of the things that the Imago talks about is that we're usually reacting from that old reptilian brain which we react, which is very impulsive Mm -hmm. and reactive. And it takes a little bit of time to boot up the new brain that's more logical and has good judgment. Mm -hmm. So putting more time in there. I mean, we do this, I do this for myself. If I want to buy something, I say, you know what? Wait 24 hours. Mm -hmm. If you still want to buy it, then you can. So putting time in there. So not 
Avoiding risky behavior, that's a beautiful solution. Slow down. Mm -hmm. When you really wanna do something, you find yourself excited to see somebody, you know that's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. So that's when you can slow down, you can boot up that left brain, that more logical, more judgment part of your brain. That's a great can, point, thank can, you. Yeah, that is a great point, thank you, Morton. Can, what about this feeling, what about if you're single and this is a feeling that you're feeling with someone that you are highly attracted to? Is that a warning sign too? I'm, I'm not following you. You mean okay, somebody so, who's married or something? No, or, no, no, oh. no, no. If you're single and the other person is single, but mm -hmm. you're getting this crazy attraction, like this almost obsession in the beginning, is that a, is that a warning sign? I mean, oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> that is I mean, a loaded question. Because I, th I think, I don't think that, I feel like that feeling from what I've, from past experience, I feel We're like. We're now doing your right, session. <laughs> I feel like that initial like crazy obsession wanting to be with them all the time is maybe not the best thing and maybe you're not going about, about to go into a very healthy relationship. I mean, I that's just from my experience. And I think that's been my experience too. Yeah. Um. And again, from the Imago perspective. It's not perspective, just if you're married and in a relationship and about to cheat on your spouse, but also if you're single and you're, go, you're having these crazy feelings. Yeah, I mean, intensity is a warning sign for me when right. things are super intense. You know, back when I was in my 20s, people used to say things like, it starts quickly, it ends quickly. You know, mm -hmm. like, how, beware of how intense that beginning is because it's often how quickly it peters out. Mm -hmm. So I do think there's some truth to that. I think it is kind of a personal thing. I know yeah. for me, I would agree the same way that the relationships that I've had that have been a little more, I mean, in both my situations, you know, I've, I'm remarried and I was married to my children's father. There was this like a, a drawing, but then a, I'm not sure. And then a, wow, there's really something about them, mm -hmm. but it wasn't what I had in college, which is like, where are you? Call me. <laughs> Why are you not calling me? Like, call me. I, I just left you, but can you come back over? And that in college was bad. Yeah. And so I, and I, you know, no regrets that you know my father of my children and and my husband I adore my husband and there's there's longevity there and there's something mm -hmm. real there whereas those relationships were all like brain chemistry and mm -hmm. lots of dysfunction and that mm -hmm. kind of thing I feel like this was more solid where it's like wow there's something really special, special. that keeps pulling me back mm -hmm. there is an attraction but it's odd it's not what I would have expected we share the same values yeah and, and, and it's buildable right. yeah and I, I, I do think that there's more to that because those situations where you can not where you're totally you obsessed yeah. however the reason I said it's a dicey question is it is normal to be to be like have those brain chemistry that brain chemistry does make it in the beginning of any relationship, relationship. kind of intense and kind of you know you can't stop yeah. thinking about them but is that obsessive that can be a little dicey right. so it's you gotta figure out who you are you know I know for me if I'm feeling that way is bad <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anyone have any specific questions they want to ask us? Or and I can ask any... you a couple questions in the meantime. Okay. You think you of some questions? Me? Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> so let's put you. So imagine you're okay. married. Okay. And this is which I was at yes. one point. Yes. <laughs> so and I I have a I have a um, something to pull something from. to pull from. Yes. So this is in, a nice little piece to add. The reason this is so difficult right now is accessibility. Back in the day, people wanted to have affairs, but you worked next to Martha at work, and, and, and you weren't just, gonna have an affair with Martha. So. Everything is so there in your face now. I mean, with Facebook, you know, right. your friends with your college boyfriends, and you know, yeah. 
please, folks, don't do that one. That is a really popular one. Oh, you know, it? it didn't work back then. You're not together. <laughs> right. There were some really reason. good reasons. Right. And then what happens is they reach out, hey, they wave on Messenger. Hey, <laughs> hi, we haven't talked in 36 years. Right. And then all of a sudden, it, it, the book will say that these are the most dangerous connections you can make because right. all of a sudden you access every feeling you had when you were 19 and mm -hmm. you fell in love with them. And it, it may not be real mm -hmm. and and I feel like the same problems you had back then are probably the, the same, same problems you're gonna yeah. I know you've matured a bit but you know the origins are there right so I know some people make this work and I'm not I'm not trying to talk anybody out of it if you're on solid ground and you're both totally single but when you're in a marriage and you reconnect with that it is a bad idea. So don't even accept that friend request. I is what really you're would be very very careful with that you can yeah. accept it but do not get into these discussions. Um, yeah. And that's where I'm going to ask these Private questions. Discussions. Private right. discussions. Because this helps remind us how to keep it safe. So online, is your online friendship too friendly? Um, number one, do you find yourself coming to bed later at night because you're chatting online with well, someone Well, not else? me because I go to bed at like 7 o'clock. But She's <laughs> not good for this. That's right. So, I'm not good for this at all. <laughs> so if that's a yes, then you're a little bit in trouble. Yeah. Number two, do you ever exit a screen because you don't want a family member to see what you're reading oh. or writing? If you are doing anything if you're secret, doing something shady. <laughs> if you're if you're being secretive right. or you have to turn your phone, you're already in big trouble. Yeah. Have you ever lied to your spouse about a personal internet activity? Those of you that are deleting things really please ask yourself why yeah and i know a lot of people are like well i just don't want her to get the wrong idea well why why, why would she get the wrong she, idea you know yeah. if you're not doing anything so be careful with that if you're deleting it i would just really invite you to be talking about it with your spouse right and i'll come back to that remind me to come back to talking about it next one would you feel uncomfortable sharing your internet correspondence with your spouse so in other words if you're married you need to be an open book in my opinion you know yeah. here's my phone you can look at my messages you can look at i don't i have nothing you're not going to be upset at all because i have nothing to hide right. if you're hiding it you're in trouble have you ever set up a separate email account or a credit card to carry uh, on a personal <laughs> condescending? Then you might be in trouble. Yeah, you might be a redneck. Right. Has You've got an extra phone that your wife doesn't know about. <laughs> Maybe a sign that you're If cheating. you're paying at that local place 30 bucks a week right. so you can have a shady phone that you keep in your glove box, right. you know who you are. That correspondence had a negative effect on your work or household tasks. So are you so caught up over there that you're not even present anymore at work or in your relationship? That's a big red flag. Right. Have you ever exchanged photos of yourself? Good golly, Miss Molly, please. And by photos, we don't mean fully clothed. <laughs> Any photo. Really? Why do you need to see more of me than you are? No. Bad. Since beginning secret email correspondence, have you experienced a loss or unusual increase in sexual desire with your spouse? See, this is one that people get tripped up on. People in affairs get highly sexualized and they come home to their spouse and they have more sex. And a lot of times affairs come out and people actually say things like, We were oh, having more sex. My God, we were having the greatest sex of our marriage. How could you possibly wow. be doing this? So it's very interesting. Yeah. Have you made arrangements to talk secretly on the phone with your email correspondent? Um, yeah, so anything secret, mm -hmm. bad. Have you made arrangements to meet with your secret... Oh, it's the same one. Uh, have you made arrangements to talk secretly or have you made arrangements to meet secretly? Mm. That's a no-brainer, right? But yeah. when I said, remind me to come back to talking, do you want to know the best way to break... 
uh, if you feel like you've met somebody and they're making you feel like, like you've never felt before, right. you're gonna hate what I'm about to say. The best way to break chemistry in an affair type situation where you could, where you're at risk, come home and tell your spouse, I met somebody today at work. I felt that chemistry feeling that you feel like when we met and it really scared me. And I just want you to know, I don't want anything to happen and I love you so much. And I really... But that would scare the crap out of me. I mean, if yeah. my husband came home and said that to me, I would be scared crapless. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Yep. But you know what... So what ha what's you know the what proper way to respond to that? But you know what happens immediately? Right. I'm right. not attracted anymore to that guy. Really? No. Nope. I've literally done this before. You're not attracted because you know what is so sexy about an affair? Nobody knows. knows and what the brain does with that like you're looking at them. They're looking at you. Nobody knows your spouse has no aware There's something that does, happens in brain chemistry and when you like the book talks about doors and windows What I just it did, has to be with your spouse. It can't be with like a girlfriend or something. No, it has to be with your, your spouse. spouse I had this experience today. This person brushed by me. I got a, a chemistry feeling I don't want to be with her. I love you. You're who I want. I need to talk about it because it felt uncomfortable. I know it's just normal. I'm sure it's happened to you in the past, but mm -hmm. I want it to be between us. What you just did is you opened the window here. Now you've bonded us. Now tomorrow you'll say, what happened with Susie today? You know what? I just avoided her. I just yeah. avoided her because... What's the proper way to respond to that if you're well, on the I receiving end of that conversation? It's, it's really hard. And you know what? If you're on the sending end of that, right. you do need to be very gentle and say, listen, I know this is going to be hard for you to hear. I remember when I did it with my husband and he's like, uh. wow, that was really hard to hear. And I was like, listen, I just... And it was literally, I went to my mailbox and there was somebody there and it just, there was just an exchange of energy. Yeah. That's all it was. And it was like twizzle, twizzle. And it was somebody that it was in my building. I'm like, oh God, I could see them every day. day at twizzle, the mailbox. twizzle, times a thousand. <laughs> right. Not good. And I ran right back up to my office and I said, hey, this just happened. And, he, and I said, this is going to be hard for you to hear. But the reason I'm telling you is because I love you and I love our marriage and I want us to stay strong and I never, ever want anything to come between us. And he said, wow, that was really hard to hear. <laughs> he said, I'm not sure what to do with that. I said, you don't need to do anything, anything with, with it. it. I am completely fine as of now. I will keep us safe. Right. And so you do need to reassure your partner, I will keep us safe. And that's why I'm telling you this. I remember my favorite story. I had somebody very important in my life that taught me about Imago. Mm -hmm. And she shared the story of her husband. She had come over from another location, another country. Mm -hmm. And when she first came over, she was very dependent. And, you know, of course she didn't know, do I go on this highway or that? I'm lost, right. you know? And so at some point he had the courage to say to her, I noticed lately you don't need me anymore. And we've been together three years now and you know your way around Oklahoma. Right. And you don't need me to tell you where to go. You don't need me to guide you to the doctors. You don't need me. And I found myself at work opening up the bottles for the little lady that can't get the top off and getting a rush from it. And I found myself looking for people that are a little, ah, I don't know what to do with this stupid right. computer. And I come in and save the day. And I love you so much. I want you to know, I don't want to do that anymore. And if you ever need me for anything, I think it would feel really great. And she, she didn't know. She right. was like, you know what? I do need you so much still. And, and they had this great exchange, but it, it warded him off mm -hmm. from a very dangerous path that he was innocently stumbling down. Right. 
that saves marriages. Is, you know, I feel like it's all about being self-aware. I mean, yes. because and it, honest. That, that sounds like self-awareness yeah, they were <laughs> at the heightened level, because I don't think I, I mean, I feel, consider myself a self-aware person, but I would never think of any of this stuff. Like I really wouldn't, I would just yeah. let myself go down that crazy path. Yeah. I mean, I really would. I think normal average people and then even self-aware people just don't have any idea like but, how to stop that but think about how basic that rule is that i just gave you i just said if you feel a twizzle mm -hmm. take it back to your partner that's not hard to remember right. it's hard to do it's hard to do but it but if if you hear what i'm saying that when the train leaves the station you're done and so when that train don't starts, don't get on the train. Don't get on the train. <laughs> so when it starts and you say to yourself, I love my marriage. I love my spouse. I don't want to lose them. It was easy for me. I yeah. love my marriage. I love my husband. I never want to do anything to jeopardize. So if you can quickly, because I'll tell you what, that person, I, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you I got nothing. <laughs> Seen him a million times. It's like really? blah, blah, blah. It completely shut it down. Shut it down. That is Shut crazy. it down immediately. That is crazy. Yeah, and so if there's Poor a Brian, girl at work, though. <laughs> I feel bad for Brian. <laughs> don't feel bad for Brian. Brian, he's grateful for this stuff, and yes. he's learned so much. And, and he says, you know what? I've learned so much from you because, of course, this is what I do for a living. Right. But he loves it because he feels like, you know what? I do know the right things now because he right. would say what you said. He would have said eight years ago, I don't know what to right. do. I don't, I don't know. even know. Yeah. And now he's like, I know. She wanted to go he really feels like you know what and he says all the time don't worry honey I know now I know how to safeguard right. I know and recognize it recognize yeah. it in yourself I think that's the key Absolutely. recognizing it in yourself that this is what's happening right and now. it still doesn't make everybody foolproof I'm not saying no. we're completely foolproof I'm saying it's just like a car accident you put your seatbelt on you get one with the big airbags <laughs> you know you do your best to mm -hmm. safeguard yourself and then life happens and that's why this book is also called recovering your sanity after infidelity. I do want to shout out to the people that have been through. Yeah. For some people, it, it is irretrievably broken. But for some people, I have as a therapist worked with people who have had these situations and they would report, you know, I, just random people report to me, wow, I went through an affair and it made our marriage stronger and it helped mm -hmm. us kind of close the windows, lock the doors, keep ourselves safe. We learned how to protect it. So it's not, it's horrible, but it's not always horrible for everybody in the sense that well, it can, it's a lesson it I mean, you can learn make things stronger so much about yourself yes. in times like that if you have been through hey Renee yes so um you may have just joined when we're wrapping up I Sorry. know we are wrapping up but I think that's good advice too don't go you know if you want to safeguard your marriage or your relationship from an affair if you've if you have already had infidelity in your relationship if you're breathing if you're breathing get this book. <laughs> <laughs> if you're single get this book right, right? do it's, i need this book everybody needs okay this book. i'll add it to my list because yes. i have a lot of books <laughs> all right guys thank you all for watching our yeah. facebook live and don't forget if you have any questions um we definitely want to answer them we're going to continue to do um some more tapings we're going to follow up on our codependency because yeah. i know that was a big one for a lot of it's people a big topic. 
Um, so we're gonna be following up with some more tools to help you if you yes. are codependent like Shannon and I. Yeah. Um, so thank you all for watching and uh, so much for don't forget in. to like our page, What Your Friends Won't Tell You. Share it because we wanna help as many people as possible and um, comment and we'll see you back here soon soon <laughs> we're we have commitment issues <laughs> when it comes to this no but definitely every week we're going to be posting we will video. all right take care everyone bye